Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. My talkers, it is the most productive day of the week, and we've got Lori in studio with special guest host John Bream from the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Covers all the popular music in town here, so it's going to be a music-filled day, oh, I'm sure, John, with a little Hollywood who are you going to call in? when it's uh, Julia Sick? I call you. That's who. Can you turn on his button? There we go. We got it. Yep, yep. Good to be with you, Lori. Thank you. The last time we saw each other was the Beach Boy concert when you (laughs) took that awesome video of Julia and I. While I was dancing and doing the pony and grabbing Mike Love's microphone, Julia jumping up and down. Yes, and you were singing in um, Uh, harmony. (laughs) Harmony with each other, anyway. Yeah. In your mind. So loud and off tune. Yes, yeah. I think uh, pitchy is what uh, Simon Cowell might have called it. Say, but thank you for taking that awesome video because Grant was backstage. Yeah. And my, didn't, I, my side view did not nearly give justice no, to what John's and, video and did. Casey and Julia's uh, husband, they yeah. were married by then. Um, they were like far away. And so we respect. So you had, I was like, I had good seats. Yeah. Save the day. Yes. Wouldn't miss it. I, I just want to know are you and Julia going to get invited back to sing with the Beach Boys when they're at Treasure Island and their Christmas show next month? We can only hope. Right. You know, we'll have to see where we'll have to goes. see where the investigation is about our behavior <laughs> backstage, John. Yes. Anyway, but um yeah, I'm so banned by the Beach Boys. Oh, yes. can you they but you know, they were really nice about because we broke every rule. Um Yeah. Well everything we were don't take the microphone away from Mike. Don't Hug or, but or, as soon as Mike, you know, they said that, but then Mike embraced you. He did. He, he did. brought you back in, and that's when their manager on the side looked at because I was like, "What's going on?" And she was then she was like, "As soon as Mike embraced you and was like, get back in here for all this, she like calmed down and was like, we're good." Because she was shooting she was arrows a little worried. with her eyes. She's yeah, a little she worried. better calm down. Better yes. calm down. But um, okay, so one little business thing. Um, we John, I mean, can you believe this? A talk station. We have tickets. From Target Field for the Pink concert that was just announced ne- next August. Oh, that'll be And exciting. we're giving them away. Mm-hmm. Wow. I know. You'll be flying as high as Pink. That's right. Well, you got to like that there's some credibility that we're a talk station, but we cover music quite a bit for yes. not playing, you know, music. Well, of course. Yeah, and, and, so. and Pink fits right in with you guys. Oh, she does. Pink is part of your colors yeah that's she, true and she's so good in concert she delivers a show yeah i mean and is she the first female to do a show at target field headliner first woman to headline mm-hmm. the target Heck field yeah. cool yes. and then pat benatar pat benatar just inducted into the rock hall of fame 
a few days ago. She'll be opening act. Yeah, so when you hear a pink song... This is the song we're going to play so they know what song okay. to listen for. It's called Raise Your Glasses. When you hear this song later in the show... Yes. But it's Seventh Caller. Seventh Caller at that time. When we play that song, Raise Your Glass, later on in the show, Seventh Caller will win tickets yeah. to the show. Grant, I, I just raised my cup. Does that count? I don't have a glass. I only right. have a cup. I only have a cup, too. <laughs> Me too, actually. So don't make plans for August 10th of next year. It's a Thursday night, by the way. So that's a little bit of news. Um, and Lori and Julia will not be singing back up there. No, night. we will not, but we hope to be there. You know, will, will you be tumbling up in the air like no, she does? No, oh, come on. She can somersault in midair and sing at the same time. She's going to be on roller skates Ooh. for her new song, Never Not Going to Dance Again. Yes. I think it's going to be a roller skate song like the video, which I'm here for. I love a four skate. Yes, she she's an exciting performer. Yeah, and we're going to talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame later because you were there like two weeks ago and it's going to yes. air on HBO Saturday night. And I was just like so jealous of the fact that, you know, because I don't know that we've had a report personally from you from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for a while. Uh, no, I haven't been to the ceremony since Prince in 2004. Oh, yeah, so you see, saw the infamous like Prince performance when he came in and did the solo, wasn't it from that? Yes. Oh! It, w- it was amazing. It was interesting oh. that night. They gave me a choice. Do you want to be in the press room or do you want to be in, in the Audio? ballroom at the Waldorf Astoria Hotel where, where it happens? Knowing Prince would never come back to the press room to talk, I said ballroom. Mm-hmm. And I had a great seat. I'm not on the main floor with the you know the special people yeah. who pay lots of money. I was up in the balcony and I had a perfect view. I watched John Mellencamp, I watched Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, watched them react to Prince as as he was up there performing. It, it was a pretty unforgettable night. I bet because we've watched that a couple times a year. We're just like, oh my gosh, this is such an epic. So good. When you were, uh, you knew him well. You knew, of course, he would not go back to the green room. Well, no, he's not going to do the press room. No. A man of few words. Although he did give a a very nice speech. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Rock and Roll Hall of Fame at 430. When we come back, when we, our story we can't get enough of has got to be the Grammy nominations. I've got to pick your, uh, you know, the list, you know, the snubs, the surprises, the possible EGOTs. And then also Springsteen was on Fallon last night and was looking like a snack and a half, I got to say. Your favorite snack, no doubt. Oh, he just he's, looks so great. Yes. He looks happy to me. Yeah, he looks well, the and that's he's... the thing about this new album, only there's uh, Strong Survive. It's soul covers, and he's singing so joyously, so exuberant. That mm-hmm. that seems to be what it's all about. And it's, it's Bruce emphasizing vocals, which is not what we think of Bruce. Right. We don't think of him as a great singer. We know he's a great performer, a great guitarist, and a passionate singer. But th- this is really about vocalizing and... Um, I kind of look at this album as his version of a standards album. You know, we got Rod Stewart, mm-hmm. James Taylor, Carly Simon, everyone, Linda Ronstadt, every, you know, big rock star turned and made albums of standards. Right. Instead of doing standards, Bruce is doing soul standards. And, so and he loves it. It's the music he grew up on. It reminds me, early in his career, he used to do these kinds of songs as encores. So, oh. I mean, he used to do quarter to three. That was the one he did the most, and, and that's not on this album. But some of these songs were the ones he he did as encores back in the day, early days, or, okay. you know, in the 70s. Yeah, and we, I don't know, I've always loved it when an artist will do 
some covers. Oh, I yeah. just think the audience we the audience loves it, and it also is like I've always felt it's like a glimpse into who do they like to sing to, right? You know, and it's like this is the kind of music they grew up on. This is what they listened to. I mean, even when when Dylan did standards albums, you know, he admitted. Yeah, that's the songs he grew up on. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is what Bruce grew up on. Yeah, I liked when Fallon played the uh, teeny little clip of Bob Dylan singing. Was it Thunder Road? Uh, no, Dancing in the Dark. Dancing in the Dark. And Bruce, was you could see that he was just like absolutely delighted. He I, he goes, I heard he covered that song, but I'd never heard the audio. So, And I was like... Good job, Jimmy's uh, producers digging that up. Yeah, uh, for those who don't know, Springsteen is doing a takeover on the Tonight Show this week. Yes. So he's on Monday, that was last night, Tuesday, tonight, Wednesday night, and then again on the 28th. His new album dropped last Friday. All right, listen, John, I, I'm so glad that you're here today. Thank you for filling in, because um, Julia and I wouldn't have had our act together to call you ahead of time to have you weigh in on the Grammy. So this is all just working out as usual. Perfectly. When we come back, it's our story. We can't get enough of the Grammy nominations. There's Beyonce breaking the Grammy's soul. She leads field with nine nods. Uh, John Bream, is that a tie with her husband? Well, not for this year. Not but what happens, year. she ties her husband, Jay-Z, for the all-time most nominations in the history of the Grammys at 88. Wow, okay. And if she wins, thank you very much, mm -hmm. if she wins four awards, she will become the all-time most winningest, to be redundant, mm -hmm. uh, Grammy recipient wow. ever. She'll wow. beat Sir George Salty, a classical conductor. Okay. Wow. Well, I mean, I love that album. Her Renaissance, Renaissance album. I do. Keeps I, you dancing, doesn't it? It keeps us dancing. I think it's like really great. Uh, Kendrick Lamar was close behind with eight nominations. Adele and Brandy Carlisle with seven nominations. I mean, when you looked at the list, was there anything? Because I feel like the nominations, you know, Harry Styles, Lizzo. I feel like a lot of the nominations were like, okay, as expected, should have happened. But was there anything that jumped out that like surprised you well there are a few surprises okay one abba first oh. album in 40 years right. up, up for several awards including album of the year who would have thunk it they've never won a grammy and do they need to be in this grammy nomination category for this album uh i don't know I don't it, it seemed so. like the same old to me yeah, and yeah. It, it wasn't anything special no but a lot of nominations for that was yes, surprising. That, that was a real surprise okay, to me. Okay, what else? And I think the biggest snub was for Morgan Wallen, the oh, country singer yeah. whose Dangerous album was one of the best-selling albums of the year. Mm -hmm. And he got no nominations, not even uh, nothing in country. Um, he certainly didn't get a, an album of the year nod. Um, that was a big surprise that he was completely shut out. Is he out. being punished by whoever does Well, the I think he's very being ostracized because he was caught on video mm -hmm. early last year uh, saying the N-word, and, and it was a drunken video. Uh, he was, you know, banished from radio, from country radio stations for several months. Uh, he didn't tour for quite a while. And, uh, you know, some people think he paid his price. But yeah. you got to remember, the Grammys are peers voting. It's not the ah, public. You know, he's, uh, he's very popular with the public. Right. When, when he played here this uh, spring with um, Eric Church at U.S. Bank Stadium, 
he he may have gotten a larger reaction than Eric's church, which mm-hmm. is saying something because yeah. church has been a big star for several years. Right. Um, but this way, when you have your peers voting, it was okay. all thumbs down. They didn't vote for him. They didn't vote for him. And, and actually, there's no country nominations in the big four categories. That seems which surprising. Is interesting. The, to me, the biggest omission or snub, whatever you want to call it, was Zach Bryan, who's this... Uh, just got out of the Navy, put out an album with yes. over 30 songs on it, and it's done really well. It, it, it's sort of like an underground sensation, and it's very, very good. Mm-hmm. I thought he'd get a nod for Best for New that. Artist. Is Miranda Lambert the most nominated country person in this Grammy thing with her Palomino? Or yes, she's up album? for, I think, four four awards. Okay. Um, Maren Morris is up for several awards. Um, do you consider Brandy Carlisle country? Well, Some days, got, Brandy's everywhere. Yeah, you know. I noticed she was nominated in the country and the rock performance category, and I don't think of her really as either. And she's in the Americana category as well, so she's all, right, a, so she's all over the place, her. and she's up for Album of the Year as well. Yeah, I, I was happy to see uh, Bonnie Ray. And Bonnie Ray, that, that was a little bit of a surprise. I mean, she's a longtime Grammy favorite. That's a good it's album. A, it's a very, very good album. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to see that she made the finals for album of the year. And I was happy about Mary, Miss Mary J. Blige getting uh, so much love for uh, her performance, you know, with this album of the year, which is. I yeah, think it's, it's interesting to see that you got some of these. Uh, sometimes they call them heritage acts. Yeah. In other words, legends that have been around for a long time and are, and are still, um, you know, making impressive records to see her get nominated yeah again. i was real happy with her and of course lizzo and harry styles i expected those you expected three. lizzo you expect harry styles you expect adele or mm-hmm. a, a doll yeah, yeah right. or however you want to prim- adele adele, adele is how yes. she wants it we, but we don't have british accents no, so she's don't. adele yeah if, if we were british she'd be adele adele how about um um Okay, here's just a little, Viola Davis was nominated for the reading of her memoir. Yes. So if she were to win, she'd become an EGOT. Oh, yes. Because she was nominated for Best Audiobook Narration Storytelling Recording. She's reading her book, and yeah, if she won that Grammy, she would become an EGOT. Very good. Just a little... little trivia. New, a little new, new category this year to separate her, her out of the competition they have a best spoken word slash poetry category, really? which is new. This year, yes. yeah. And um, then they have another new category that is not voted on other than voted by the board of directors of the Grammys. It's the best social conscious song. Really? Yeah. So, I like that. Uh, uh, best commentary song. And there's no list of nominees, but they'll just announce a winner. They'll just announce a winner. How but they'll still get a Grammy. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Emmy. How about, were you a little surprised that Encanto wasn't nominated? 
Yeah. Or anything? I thought Bruno would certainly be up for something. That was like a worldwide, wildly popular... Yeah, someone said it was easier for Lin-Manuel Miranda to win a Pulitzer than it is for him to win a Grammy. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and how about, were you surprised about Coldplay getting its third album of the year nomination? Yeah, a little bit, but, the, you know, when you have... They used to limit the, the finals in the big four categories to five nominees. Now they've expanded it. it it's ten. And so it seems like there's they always a slot... To fill it. I don't know if they struggle to fill it, but there's a slot for a perennial, so to speak. You know, years ago it was like Sting or Springsteen would fill that slot. Mm-hmm. Now it's maybe Coldplay. All right. I Here's a snub, I thought. The Elton John Dua Lipa Cold Heart song. What the heck? That didn't get any love. I don't you, know. You just never know. You it know? was a massive, massive hit. Like It felt like two years in a row. I got. I'd have to look up the yeah. eligibility of that you got to okay. remember. The eligibility is from October first of twenty twenty one through September thirtieth of twenty twenty two, and therefore Taylor was not eligible for Midnight's. For instance, that came out after the Grammys. She's had a habit of releasing albums late in the year, so she kind of gets a, a little Grammy twofer because um, Antihero, the single, would have been eligible. Okay. And uh, certainly uh, her song from Red, Red, uh, Red the new ex- the, version is on. Her Taylor's version. Cold, now yeah. for the record. Cold Heart, uh, Cold Heart did come out on August 13th of 2021. Eh, not eligible. Not eligible. Okay, so there, there you, you go. go. I don't yep. need to be, I don't need to worry about a snub there. So it's for record of the year. These, I'm just, I know they got 10 songs, but to me, these are the four. Easy on me, Adele. I hope it doesn't. Break My Soul, Beyonce, I would love it. About Damn Time, Lizzo, I'd love it, as it was Harry Styles. Which of those songs is going to win Record of the Year? If you were to put on your you know, you know, know, hat and scene into the future. Well, I have my hat on. But, um, yeah, you do have your hat on. <laughs> uh, every year, it, it kind of, these things are, are hard to predict. They are. I think Adele will probably win, just because she always wins. This is what happened what was it, five years ago when it was Lemonade versus 25. But that album, there was only one song, Easy On Me. That's yeah. it. I, I don't, I'm not I don't as know. big a fan of this Adele album yeah. as I was of her two, pre- mm-hmm. two or three previous albums, yeah. for that matter. Um, but I, I hope Beyonce wins for album of the year instead of Adele this time. Yeah. I always get confused. Record of the year, song of the year, and, and um, well, obviously not album, but I guess, yeah, the song and record of the year. I never, is song for the songwriter? Yes. Side of it. And, okay. and then I think they have another new award this year for songwriter of the year, which okay. is different than the song of the all year. All right, all right. And anyone, You cannot have too many awards. No, Lori. you can't. I was happy. Every I'm, Everyone gets a trophy. That's true. And I was happy in the best <laughs> new artist category that Monaskin got nominated, yes. Lotto, and Anita. Those yes. three made me very happy. And Wet Leg. And, and how many of those have you never heard of before? I, those are the only four I know of. Yeah, of there, there's a lot of, of a lot of unfamiliar names in there. Yeah, there are. Um, and that's why I was surprised that Zach Bryan didn't get in. Yeah, I know. All right. Well, uh, the Grammys are happening in February. We might be having a special guest a little bit later, Grammy-related. Mm. And uh, we'll be right back with uh, our friend of the show, Gail Short. We'll be right back. We are playing that song because...
because A, we love Willie Nelson, and A plus because our friend Gail Shore is joining us. Oh God, Gail, you've got a wobbly, um, a wobbly microphone stand. Here, just use. We can try one. the other mic. Try that one. Yep. Just pull it forward. And Gail Shore. She's used to being in the third world. So that's she can right. Deal with those uh, Gail Shore. So it's been a long time since you've been on, but you've been on our show before Many for times. opening for what did we? What was your segment always called? Is the cultural lens? It was, it was for, it was just, you know, the traveling. So, um, Gail and Gail and I go back to working together at Sun Country and, um, anyway, but you are this like an unbelievable, uh, worldwide trekker and you love going and visiting other cultures and you've always come back and people have been able to experience these trips through your photographs and stories. And now you have a book out. This is so exciting. Opening. This is your first book, right? Yeah, probably the only two. <laughs> yeah. It's called Opening My Cultural Lens, A Globe Trekker's Experiences and Photographs. So we're happy to have a, you know, another book club pick. This We don't nice. have a book like this. And um, so, Gail, uh, how, how long have you been working on this book? Is it basically as long as you've been traveling? No, it was a COVID baby. It was. Yeah, yeah. I started writing it when, when we were all sequestered, mm-hmm. and people had been asking me to write a book for a long, long time. And I just never had the bandwidth for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very expensive, and I thought um, when COVID hit, Oh, I'm falling apart here. Yeah. <laughs> when when COVID hit, I thought, you know, this was the time to do it. So I sat down and um, and fortunately, um, I had all of my scripts from journaling mm-hmm. for, you know, the decades that I've been traveling and all of the slideshows and presentations that I did. Had I not had that information, I couldn't have remembered any of this. So Right. Because you've been to nearly 100 countries. That's yeah. amazing. Wow. I know. John and I cannot say we've been to 100 countries anywhere anywhere near that. And I remember when you came in and talked to us after you came back from North Korea. I know. Because we were just like, wow, how did that places. even... Of all places. <laughs> and so what do you hope like um, that people will take from this book? Because to me... I think like one of the things on a book like this is that, you know, a lot of people are not going to be able to travel the way you did. They wouldn't have, they wouldn't feel comfortable. You went by yourself most of the time. Exactly. Yeah. And so like to do this, you're kind of armchair traveling with you. Well, and what makes, what makes the stories interesting is the fact that most people will never travel to most of the places that I go to. Your name drop some of the places. Well, in addition to North Korea, you know, Timbuktu, there's one. A lot of people don't even think that's a real place. But, but it is. <laughs> but I've been, you know, throughout the Middle East and mm-hmm. Asia and Latin America and Africa. Um, and, and the places that I that I just treasure are those that have unique cultures. Mm-hmm. And they're places that um, are off the beaten path. They they take a tremendous amount of, of, of planning. And um, I always have a guide for yes. safety and for access. That's for sure. Um, but they're But they're not... Places that a lot of people that do travel internationally will probably ever visit. Yeah, yeah. You're so now. I know you're going to be um, speaking. You had something last weekend that Ann Bancroft moderated, yes. yep. and uh, this Thursday night you're going to be at the Women's Club, and um, Clean Needles is being the moderator for that, and that starts at six. Do people need tickets? 
No, mm-hmm. no. So you can just go to the Women's Club of Minneapolis and six o'clock, right? Six o'clock, and then also on Thursday, December first, you're going to be at uh, Beaver Pond Press. Yeah, in that's Saint my Paul. publisher. Your publisher, exactly, okay, in St. Paul. And what do you just Q and A from the audience? And I'll- well, you know, I've the the event last Saturday with with Ann Bancroft, and the one this coming Thursday with Colleen Needles. They've been friends of mine for decades, and mm-hmm. so they and they've they've come to all of my slideshows. They know my my traveling and my work very very well. So we were able to have a really lovely conversation and discussion about 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 cultures around the world. And the the book is the book is full of history and religion and mm-hmm. things that make up culture. And I and what I what I want you were asking me, you know, what I what I want people to take away from this is that I hope that this opens other people's cultural lenses so mm-hmm. that perhaps they can learn a little bit about places around the world that are very unfamiliar to them. It's it's I just think it's it's an important way for us all to learn how we are more similar than we are different. Mm-hmm. And that's critical, I think. Yeah. And, and what do people, besides how many countries have you been to, what is the second most asked question? What's my favorite country? That's okay. The, that's, can you answer that? No. It, you know, it's like asking a mother, you know, what's your favorite child? I mean, I think maybe to, to ask, you know, what is what is the most unique place you've been to or the most interesting or the most memorable or something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, North Korea for sure was was probably the most unique. The Amazon was an extraordinarily impactful trip for me. I went away for a month and visited all kinds of different tribes um, throughout throughout the Amazon, not throughout the Amazon, mm-hmm. but in the Amazon. Um, Mali, uh, Syria, um, a lot of places in Central Asia as well. They're, they're all, all of these places have very unique First of all, they have very interesting histories which impact life there today. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really important. Um, every chapter in the book begins with with a little bit of history because I had to understand how history affects people today in these countries because yeah. it does, um, whether it's it's you know Cambodia or Iraq or wherever. And um, so I, I just feel it's sort of necessary to set the stage. With history, and then as I get into these various chapters on on countries, I talk a lot about religion because religion is arguably, you know, the center of any culture. Yeah. So I I wanna I wanna share the experience that I had dipping my toes, you know, ever so slightly into various religions around the world, which how, I, how fascinating. Do you, how do you find the various guides in in the different countries, and then how many languages do you speak? And that's the that's the third most popular okay. question I get. No, it, it, that's a fabulous question. So I work with a tour company in Saint Paul, Preferred Adventures. I have for ages, mm-hmm. and when I tell them where I want to go, then they identify a tour company that's a specialist in that part of the world. And then that company goes to work and starts subbing down to a neighborhood level mm-hmm. um, the kinds of accommodations and guides and everything that I will have. Now, the guides, it, this is just critically important because these guides aren't just generalists. They're, they're people that are really well known in all of the, it could be a village chief, somebody that that is well known and regarded so that that guide can help me you know, gives me access into a lot of places that I would otherwise never, ever, you know, be able to get into. And then and traveling alone is really important as well, because 
um, people are very curious about a single woman traveling alone. And yeah. um, and so if I go and visit a school someplace in the middle of the day um, and they see, you know, me waltzing up to the front door, they're, you know, they'll say, come on in. Instead of if I were with just, you know, one other person, I would be an intrusion and a disruption to yeah. their class. And are these guides, do they all speak English or do you speak other languages? Uh, Some speak English better than others. I speak pantomime. That's my that's my that's my that's my language. Did you do do take that in high school then? Pantomime. I've I've learned pantomime for a long time. Yes, thank you. (laughs) And Gail, what do you think sparked your interest in you know being a traveler and like all of a sudden? Because I'm thinking you're Midwest girl. You grew up, um, you know, probably didn't see a lot of people from very many other cultures zero yeah exactly (laughs) so what sparked you when i first started to work for an airline um and i started to travel and at first my travel was very superficial because um we had no money and we had no time and Mm -hmm. so uh you know we'd hop on an airplane and quickly go someplace and quickly return but then um, I started the f- the first real cultural trip that I ever took was to Africa, and that just knocked me flat. I I loved it, and I knew that I wanted more of that kind of travel. And then after I left the airline, after I didn't have travel passes anymore, mm-hmm. um, I, right. <laughs> I knew that I that I really wanted to um, to. I didn't know that I wanted to commit my my life, if you will, to that. But I just knew that I wanted to explore. And Mm -hmm. then when I started my own business, I wanted to make sure that I, that I did it in such a way that I could carve out time and go away for a month at a time if, if necessary. Mm -hmm. um, And, and, and accomplish that, which I never could have done if I was working for someone else. Right. Right. And when you, when people ask you, like, was there a place that you um, traveled to that, for sure you would never go back or it's a once and done. I've been there, done it. Don't need to see that again. I don't know that I, that I, that I say it that way. I think that so many of the places that I've been to have changed so much since I've been there that I'm not sure I want to see what, what they've become, Mm -hmm. you know, because an example, well, Bhutan, for Mm -hmm. example, Bhutan is a, is a wonderful Buddhist country in the Himalayas. And when I was there, you know, probably 15, maybe almost 20 years ago. Did they limit the number of people could come in? Like 500 people or 1,000 people? They sure did. You had to apply really early on to try to get a visa and then be accepted, you know. So, um, but this was before the internet, before cell phones Mm -hmm. were available. And and that's changed so much today. Um, it is a, it is a, it is a fantastic country. It's the only country in the world, wrap your head around this. It's the only country in the world that, um, that puts its environment and its culture before economic development. Wow. Wow. That's, it's fabulous. Yeah. And I hope that today, even after all of the, you know, technology that I'm sure is available there, Mm -hmm. I, I hope they still stick to that. Yeah. What has traveling been like for you during the pandemic and the COVID era? Have you I haven't traveled? been traveling very yeah, not much. Not at all. And, and I haven't Just writing been, your book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I, haven't, I haven't been out of the country at all since, since COVID. And I know that it's changed a lot. And the other thing, too, John, is, is traveling as a single woman to uh, the places that I like to go to. It's, it's, it's less safe all the time. 
Um, so I don't know what's on my horizon with travel because a lot of the places that I do want to go to um, are next to impossible for me. I think I want to go to Afghanistan and Pakistan and um, and I want to go to Iran and Saudi Arabia and traveling alone. No, to I don't want places. you to go to any of those places, Gail. Need I say more? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that is, uh, I, yeah, you just, you've been to so many places. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And you just want to, you know, I love that you still have the appetite, even though after going to nearly, you know, 100 countries, that's really amazing. It is that the appetites is still there and the energy. And I love that cultural curiosity. Yeah, um, that's that's that. And that's one thing that I hope that that the book will impart as well as is getting people interested in various cultures around the world. I, I just think it's imperative in today's divisive societies all over the world, not mm-hmm. just here, to just learn more about each other, to look people in the eye yeah. and and learn about their backgrounds and their families and, and, and the thing that makes up, you know, a society and a culture today. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, Gail, how can people get the book? Do we go to gailshore.com? We can go to a bookstore. Gailshore.com. Um, okay. Or Amazon. Okay. And then also, um, if you want to. It's also, just so you know, we when, when I link this up for our Low J Book Club, there is a link in there to her website, okay. which then links out Perfect. to where you can buy it too. And if you want to see Gail on Thursday uh, with a, a fabulous panel, because I know Colleen Needles is uh, does such a great job this Thursday at the Women's Club. And we've got two copies of Gail's book to give away, 651-641-1071. The book is called Opening My Cultural Lens, A Globe Trekker's Experiences and Photographs by Gail Shore. You will enjoy traveling along with Gail. And thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Good to be here, John. Nice, nice to see, see you again. Yeah. All right. Listen, we'll be uh, right back with, um, I know, Bruce Springsteen. That, ladies and gentlemen, is Bruce Springsteen performing Do I Love You? Indeed, I do off uh, off of his new album. And he performed that last night on uh, Fallon. And my God, that was amazing. You are high on Springsteen. I, I am. I just, well, you know, because I love this your, music. Your level of enthusiasm increased about 152%. I know. I just, I love that song. And my girlfriend reminded me, who's the original singer? Frank Wilson. He played... That we heard him at the Bayfront Blues Fest years ago awesome. doing that song. That was a Motown song from the mid '60s. Yeah, and a great. I mean, love Bruce's version of it. And Bruce explained last night on the Tonight Show that it was not a hit in the states, although I vaguely remember it. And he said it was a big hit in what they called Northern Soul music, which was the soul music that was popular in England. 
Okay. And he found it on some Northern Soul compilation. Oh, my gosh. And he looks so good in that suit and everything. Yeah. Jeez. Is he tan enough for you? He's, I like how tan he is. I like everything about him. He just is... Is that, is that a, I, I've been riding horses so much tan? I've been in the tanning studio. No. I, I know Donald Trump's tanning person. What, what is it? What? I think it's or a it natural, makeup? I think it's a natural tan, John. You think so? I do. Well, I really when do. I, when I saw him, uh, I, I was fortunate enough to see him on Broadway and I went backstage to say hi to him afterwards. And I was struck by how tan he looked up close. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And I thought some of it was stage makeup. but Well, maybe for the Broadway thing he is. Yeah. Uh, uh, but we did post that performance yes. on our show page. And um, he he had a, he had kind of a, I thought Fallon was sort of funny with this about the Mary's dress. Does it sway or wave or on Thunder Road? Were you aware that fans didn't know which version. Now, Julie and I would not know any of the words, probably. Yes, this became a big issue a few months back. Yes. Waves and waves. Okay, let's yeah. hear, let's listen. Let's listen to Bruce. Big Twitter argument last year that I, I would love you, for you to settle in the song "Thunder Road." Some people say the lyric is "A screen door slams, Mary's dress sways." Others say the lyric is "A screen door slams, Mary's dress waves." Which one is it? A wave or a sway? All right. I knew you were going to ask this question. Yeah. So I came prepared. He brings out the Thunder Road double LP with the lyrics always on it. It's the Born this, to Run album. Yeah, Born to Run. This record is almost 50 years old. 1975. Um, 50 years ago, I was a sociopath. <laughs> so. That's a good title for a song. <laughs> I was insane about every single detail that had anything to do with music, my album, my album cover, my lyrics. I went over everything with a fine tooth comb so everything would be perfect and completely accurate. Uh -huh. The lyrics to Thunder Road are in this album. Wow. The correct lyrics. Let's see. We're gonna finally. And he has to put on his reading glasses. Yeah. Screen door slams. Now I've been singing. Come on! Right after the break, we'll find out. Sorry. I've been singing sways for almost fifty years. The screen door slams, Mary's dress waves. <laughs> what? It is waves? This is wrong. <laughs> Somewhere he changed it. I'm more confused than I was before I asked. This uh, is wrong. I'm what? telling you this is wrong. <laughs> That, I thought that was funny. That's great. Yeah, and Bob Dylan changed the lyrics to his songs all the time live. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, who can remember all these words? That's true. And yeah. as Dylan told me once, I wrote them. So, I yeah. can change them. Yep, exactly. Brilliant. Them. That is so funny. <laughs> the other thing that I got a kick out of that Bruce uh, said was that um, he... Fallon said, you know, congratulated him about his first grandchild. Yes. And... 
Um, yesterday on the show, John, I I confessed to feeling ashamed that I had to make this confession, but that I too I don't want to be called grandma. And he said, Patty will never be called grandma. She refuses to be called that name. And I thought, I've got company. I'm not the only one. And luckily, I have a a little boy in my life, the little Bruce, who nicknamed me Go-Go on this. Go-Go, uh, all Go-Go. right. Go-Go. And uh, now all the, I tried to get him to call me Glamma. That was my first name. I was taking a page from Goldie Hawn. Mm-hmm. So who knows what uh, Patty Scalfa will end up with, because it's the kid who will call you something. Yeah, Gogo is a perfect name for you. Yeah, it kind of is. And yeah. then I felt bad because I'm like, grandmas get a bad rap. But yet we love our grandmas. Yeah, and, and when your grandson is like 20 years old and he's still calling you Gogo. Yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. Be cool. Yeah, that right. There you yeah. go. <clears throat> but, and what did Bruce say that he wanted to be called? He He's, didn't care. He said anything the, but the boss. Anybody, anything but the boss. Yeah. Really? Anyway, yeah. Uh, but Bruce, he had eight backup singers last night for yes. for that song. I thought that was kind of cool. And the only one person in the backup group last night was even remotely related to the E Street Band. And that was the keyboardist, David Sanchez, who was an original member of the E Street Band way back when it first started out. He left the band a long time long ago time and ago. is now playing in jazz circles. Um, well, Roger Freeman said that two of his backup dancer or singers are quite famous. Uh, Venice Thomas, the daughter of legend Rufus Thomas mm-hmm. from Sax, and then Fonzie Thornton, who's the sister of sax star Carla Thomas. Yes. So those were probably the... Two Fonzie older ladies was, up front. Yeah, and Fonzie was the guy in the back with the braids. I mean... And, in the second row. And Fonzie sang, I think, with Luther and, like, Aretha. Yeah. And, yeah, that, so that's kind well-known of... a well-known backup singer. Yeah. And he had put out some solo works himself. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm looking forward to night two of Bruce on Fallon. Yes, and are you... Did you get your tickets for Bruce next year when oh, he's coming here? Yes, I did. I did. I had Panic at the Disco, that Ticketmaster's... <laughs> Ew, boy. Oh boy, today was quite the scare. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about that wait. later, but yeah. um, yes, I did get tickets for that. But it's like nail biter. Yeah, it's 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 very challenging. Yeah, these days. it really is. All right, listen. When we come back, we may or may be talking to somebody, but we've got a review. We've got all kinds of music news. If you haven't listened to the new Bruce Springsteen, any of the songs from Only the Strong Survive, what are you waiting for? We'll be right back. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. 